Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas Eve to you all. Okay, so over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be choosing small cuts of interviews that I felt have some real significance in some way to songwriting from each of the songwriters I interviewed over this last season. This episode will contain cuts from Jacob Lee, Chloe Beth, Blake Langford, Josh Polachek, Derek Paul, Marco Teo, and Jose Hernandez. Also, at the end of this three-part series of the end-of-year songwriting tips, I'll let those of you who've been listening to me all season long wondering who the hell this guy is and who is he to judge songwriting, you'll hear me put my money where my mouth is, and I will show you an original song of my own and talk about my own process of writing it. So welcome to the end-of-year songwriting tips, and thank you guys so, so much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Baluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jared Baluch, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast. Now, today is the first of a three-part series of episodes for the end-of-year songwriting tips. Now, I've gone through every one of these interviews, and I have picked out a section out of each one that I feel like the songwriter has talked about something that's really, really important to hear again. And so this first one is Jacob Lee. Now, in this section, he's talking about a few things um, that I'd love for you to hear again, but the first one he talks about that I feel was really, really important is he sat down and he didn't record a moment when he had come up with a really good um, song idea. Now, we've all done this and we all we all have forgotten to sit down and record something. And then when we go back to try and remember what that magic moment was, it was gone forever. Um, so I just really want to drive home the point of when you sit down, pull out your phone, hit record and try to forget it's there. Because you never know when that lightning is going to strike and you're going to get an amazing moment of music to build a, a really beautiful song around. So please enjoy. I, maybe some practical advice. Because like I said, I, I think that whenever you do write in the style that I do, maintaining good organization in how you're documenting your stuff is key. And like so many things that I've seen, like I've sat with a lot of guys even recently to where we're jamming or playing something or figuring out and we're not writing anything down and we're all smashed or drinking at that point. And then it's lost in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so I think that trying to be uh, diligent in, in recognizing that that inspiration may only come once and you may not have meant to do it, but it was there. And then really being good about going back and listening to what you've done is huge. And I think you'll find a lot of inspiration in yourself in those moments. I think also, I mean, being honest in your music is is critical to me. Again, not every song has to be with. Some songs can be totally, you know, not about deep stuff and be just fine. But I think that if you still don't, you know, if you're singing about things you don't know, it'll come out. It'll come out and it'll come out clear and it, and it, and it may not be as successful for you unless you're singing about the things you know. Don't be afraid to be honest and share share what you got going on. So I think that's pretty huge for me. So Awesome. I do have one more thing I'd like you to talk about just a little bit. Something I've noticed about you is that a lot of us, especially a lot of Oklahoma artists have trouble with is uh, 
kind of the grind process. Uh, you seem to be doing particularly well with like starting to get promotion and being consistent with your promotion stuff uh, for yourself and assembling a team and all of that stuff. How do people, what kind of words of wisdom or advice would you give to people that are trying to kind of move that route uh, and to, they feel like they're good enough to move forward with their own songs and get out. But like, you know, what promotion tools have you used that are really starting to work for you that maybe other people aren't using that they don't know about? Well, first of all, open mics, they are a proving ground. And if you are in a place that has a vibrant open mic and you've got other people that are in and out of there that actually are doing things in the business or getting in and out, it's a really great place to go see firsthand who's actually working and who isn't. Um, it's where everything that's happened to me so far started at, including the person who's producing my record. Um, you know, all started right there at the colony. Cody Clinton and I met at the colony and, uh, he approached me as soon as I got done playing and we basically have been building a record ever since then. Just finished it by the way, which is exciting. Um, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's in mastering now. Um, you know, but same same difference was my connections with Cameron Gillespie and Mental Media all formed out of this group here at JJ's. Um, being in the scene, someone told me this. She said, you can't be in the music scene unless you're actually in it. And so going and being around and supporting other artists, um, OK Sessions is really good about that. They're definitely a, a group here in Oklahoma City that's trying to uh, bring all anyone who's willing to be a part of this music push here in Oklahoma city together and think bigger and think as a collective. Um, I mean, that's huge. And so like, like, like we talked about earlier, like realizing that like even with me and you, okay, like you were somebody that I met pretty early in all of this and any chance you and either one of us have had, we've tried to help each other out and throw each other a bone. Um, being consistent in how you do business, uh, if you tell someone you're going to be there, if you tell someone they've got, you know, X amount of money or, or whatever, or if you tell someone that you, they've got a show and you don't know how much money you're going to make, try to be honest about it up front so that people have expectations of what they're getting themselves into. Because there's nothing that will end a relationship quicker than money or than, than with a real letdown of a show that you might have hyped up. You don't need to overhype it. These, there's, right. just, there's just a lot. There's a lot of things you can go do. Um, social media presence is huge. I mean, it's definitely something I hate it. I think it's definitely, uh, the most annoying thing that I've had to do getting back involved in music is I was, I wasn't completely off social media, but for a long, long time, I was way disconnected from social media. I mean, I'd go weeks without looking at it, right. without any, any connection to it. Um, but that's huge. So, I mean, you know, little things like getting your own YouTube channel. Um, you know, you got to have 100 subscribers before you can even get your own channel so that you can have a simple link for people to go to your whole page rather than just one video. Those little things right there do matter. They do make a difference and they do help you spread your brand. Um, staying consistent in your image or in your logos or any of those kind of things as well. It gives, it's just like anything else. Again, this is what, what people always I don't know anything yet. Okay. Like I'm learning and some of the things I'm doing are working for me, or at least they're working up to this point in the, in the place that I'm at, but the real rubber will meet the road when my record releases. And when we actually see what results we get from that. Um, but staying consistent and, and, and really understanding that people, the more they see you, first of all, the more they're going to become familiar with what you're doing. 
the more they're going to become familiar with what your best thing is or what your offering is. Um, and the more they're going to be willing to help and being somebody who's willing to step in and help will open so many doors for you. You've got to be selfless. You've got to be someone that recognizes that this business also seems to be a lot of people thinking that there's a line or that there's some sort of, uh, of order of things on who's next and whatever, but there's no business in the world that works like that. Those who go get it are going to get it. And I'm definitely somebody that I have confidence in what I know um, about just general business, but also in building relationships with people and being somebody that's honorable and working towards a common goal together. And anyone that wants to work together with you is a, I mean, again, it's not always a blessing, but you can find avenues and ways to work with everyone. It's great. Um, I don't settle for, uh, or not settle. I don't, I don't care about genres that much. Um, I've had some really unique opportunities that I, you know, that were really cool to play at the bluegrass festival, the international bluegrass festival. And I'm sitting up there playing not bluegrass, <laughs> you know, but being able to overcome that fear in my mind and do it has led me to, to meet so many more people. And it just continued to open up uh, my music into a different crowd that accepted it as well. Um, and then volunteering. I mean, that is another thing that definitely will get you in the scene. Um, it's huge. Very, very big. One more thing, actually. One more, I think it's major, too, is your equipment. Your equipment is, is basically, it is the only thing between you and your audience, truly. Yeah. And if you have a speaker system or you have, you know, something that doesn't really suit what you're trying to do or it's not big enough or it's not powerful enough or whatever, you're going to be lost in translation simply because of that. And I see a lot of people buy gear that they shouldn't have bought. And if they had just waited maybe two more months, they could have bought the next step up or whatever. Um, and it really handicaps them. And I'm lucky enough to have a really good job, but still like I've always been somebody that this is a priority to me if I'm going to go and share this. And again, I want to mitigate as much of the, of the potential negativities, I guess you could say, before I get out in front of people. But having the right gear is everything. And changing your strings and making sure that your guitar is, is set up right, those things are, are crazy. Bring an extra pack of strings with you to your gigs. You know, those kind of things are, are it'll derail you if you don't. You'll have, a, you'll have that one moment where it just was, you know, it wasn't a big deal last time, but this was a big deal and people will stop trusting you to come and, and uh, pay you to play music for, for their bar or for their venue or whatever else. It's a business to them. And you got to always remember that. That's actually a really great point that, uh, Jacob makes as well. It's never uncool to be professional, show up on time, be where you say you're going to be and just do your job. Um, now moving on to Chloe Beth. Now, Chloe Beth talks in this little cut about being an emotional writer and even to the point of getting actual pains in her chest and in her stomach and knowing that she needs to get to an instrument and write music. Now, as, as songwriters, most of us feel pretty weird about ourselves. We all feel like we're kind of this, these outsiders, every job I've ever had, I've stole these moments away to like write down some lyrics or, or talk about a thought. And I, I totally understand where she's coming from. So this is just really a moment to, kind of bond us together that everybody has their 
their thing, their weirdness, their stuff they're getting through. And for most of us, songwriting has been that tool and that spiritual kind of release to get you through whatever you're dealing with. And this is just a really, really good example of that. And it's also a great example of how all of us, all songwriters are using our songwriting as a a way to discover ourselves. And that's really what she's talking about here is how she's discovering her needs as a person through songwriting. So please enjoy. Do you have any like rituals to your writing? Like, is there some things that occur special times of the day when you actually, when most of your material comes out? It's always situational. I I realize that a lot of people uh, Mm -hmm. write a lot of lyrics when they're driving, actually. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've never written a song while I've been driving. Um, So I've always been shocked by that. But I um, am a very emotional writer. And so usually I will like physically hurt. Like, (laughs) like, um, I definitely understand that. that, Yeah. That weight in your chest. Yes. Like my stomach will tie in knots and I'll kind of get all spazzy. And I still always am like, what's wrong with me? You know? And, uh, I'm realizing faster now that I need to write a song. Um, but so when that happens, I usually will like run to my guitar mm-hmm. or um, kind of if I'm with people, I'll like seclude myself and like type on my phone if I have some like words or something. Um, I've also noticed about myself that I've never been able to write a song with anyone in the same room as me. And I really prefer like being entirely alone okay just because they are so personal and um i don't really want to share that with anyone or feel like i've got any sort of um (laughs) anyone over my shoulder or anything (laughs) uh so the privacy is really important to me and i think that'll go away as i continue all right next we have the beloved blake langford and his advice to songwriters is pretty simple Write songs, listen to others, and every once in a while, and this is very important for myself, (laughs) entertain the idea that you don't know everything. I don't know, like advice, like good advice. I have a lot of good advice. I feel like you do. I feel like that could be something we should just, let's just get there now. Yeah. What is your advice for songwriters out there and anybody interested in the creative process? Okay. Um... This is probably not going to be the most appetizing of responses, but my advice to anyone that wants to be a songwriter would be to write songs and continue to do that and listen to other songwriters and learn what you like and don't. Um, Occasionally entertain the idea that you don't really know anything and maybe everyone you meet could um, probably school you on something yeah that was one of the coolest things about coming up here and doing the seventh day rebellion stuff was meeting people that i'm i don't know i'm continually learning from everybody yeah yeah and it's i don't know i think I could ramble on on just bits and pieces and sound bites, but you know, one thing on Sundays in particular that I find appealing about a new songwriter, especially, but anyone would be the courage to be vulnerable 
without drawing attention to it. So just play your song. Yeah. And you can tell when someone cares. And you can tell when someone... There's no real right or wrong way to do it. But for me personally, the thing that I enjoy the most about watching a songwriter is watching them become strong by being vulnerable and watching them get up there and or sit next to me and watch me do this because I still time and time again play and practice songs live that are nowhere near ready to be performed by any standard <laughs> by not just mine by anyone's but I'm not saying it's good to go unprepared but I think it's good to be willing to be vulnerable and yeah. I don't know I, I just identify with anyone that's anxious to say what is on their mind through a song you know it's when you write that song aren't you excited about it and if you're not why the fuck are you choosing such it's not really is it a is it a perfect I mean a lot of people make money I guess a lot of like you could probably fill this room with people that make money off songwriting, significant money. All yeah. the people in the world, probably. You could you could probably fit them all in this room. <laughs> probably. And so it's like, I think you can do anything, that's, I, I really do think you can do anything you want with it. Yeah. But I think identifying what that is, is the hardest part and has been for me. Yeah, because slipping into whatever avenue that is supposed to actually serve its place in your life. Yeah there for a while it I almost started creating a storyline for myself like I'm some kind of gunslinging desk you know like I'm tough and I drink whiskey and you know look how drunk yeah. it's and I'm not I'm ashamed not of exactly what I've done or like any of that I am ashamed of the idea that I thought was valid it is not valid when it's not authentic. I am not a gunslinging tough guy who drinks whiskey. I'm kind of an introspective, thoughtful, I'm basically a pretty normal, regular guy. Yeah, I found that out that day. I made fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, man. God. I, have, I was like, ah, oh, shit, he's I real? Have, I have a... He's was not Craig, just... Craig Robinson in a... Broke the fourth wall or whatever. Man, did he? It was Craig Robinson and Pineapple Express at the end where he's like, I know, I know I got a tough exterior, but under this tough exterior, I got a lot of feelings. And you hurt damn near every one of them. All right, now we have Joshua Polachek. Now, Josh is one of the best examples of someone finding their voice um, that I've ever found because whenever we met and I'll talk about it here, uh, he's, he's a screamer, um, really hurting and straining his voice. And he learns to really find himself and calm that down a little bit, uh, to where he's not hurting himself anymore. And he can, and he, he has a, such a beautiful tone. So if there's anybody out there who has issues with their voice, um, this is something like for most singers and songwriters, I, I meet a lot of people who are pretty nervous about their voice. And so finding that part of yourself and just letting your voice be good enough 
Adam Miller is actually somebody who says this really well. He said, you know, a lot of people don't like their, their own singing voice, but in reality, like, man, maybe you're just not your kind of singer, but you might be someone else's. And so never write yourself off. Uh, Eric Clapton hated his singing voice. Um, and, but he was Eric Clapton and he was an amazing songwriter and that came through and, and it didn't matter to most people. They loved his voice. So, um, let's go turn it over to Josh. And that actually, I mean, that, that's a really good point for finding your voice. Cause you're, I know you're a guy that you used to, I mean, you used to scream your guts out out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure did. <laughs> but to, cause I got there just in time to see your involvement in finding your voice. Yeah, right on. Because I remember you were still doing the, the kind of pushing real hard. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you chilled out and for the listeners, when you guys hear his song, like you'll understand all of the things I'm saying, but and you can already hear it in his voice. You have a very, very smooth, low-ended uh, voice. Very rounded, yeah. It's very rounded, and it also it brings an intimacy without trying to your music, which is one of the one of the reasons that I think they feel you, even cool. when you're not talking about yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're telling a story, but I can. But it's like you're right there. Sure. And the, the way your voice just rolls out is really cool, and so. For anybody that's trying, that's struggling to find your voice, man, you can't be afraid to, to relax and let what comes out naturally be the thing that comes out. Cause sometimes not everybody gets to be Eddie Vedder. Not everybody gets right. to be, yeah. you know, a Chris Cornell, you know, not everybody gets to even be themselves. Yeah. And that's the, to me was my journey was what do I sound like? Like I could, yeah, I could we could rock some Pearl Jam all day long or some old Joe Cocker tunes or Charles and the Count Basie Orchestra rock and roll. Let's party and sing that stuff. But what do I sound like? And I found that out. And another uh, big uh, change in that or kind of one of the, one of the doors that opened for me learning more about where my voice comes from or what it could be uh, was um, we're doing a hoot at the root. It was a fundraiser for Woody Fest last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Uh, maybe two years. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Buffalo Rogers, uh, we were out chatting it up, and he was telling me, like, to me, my fa- he said, you know, my, my favorite singers are the ones that are talking, or it sounds like they're natural. It sounds like they're talking. Their, nat- their absolute natural voice. I started thinking about this, like, wow, I do. Kind- All right, right on. Thanks, Buff. I know I never told him, thanks, Buffalo. I never told you that. <laughs> but that, that stuff resonates with me, and, and I pay attention to that kind of stuff. And he was right. And it, and it certainly caters to my affection towards folk music. You know, I mean, that's, right. that's most certainly sitting around a campfire type of volumes and pitches and tones and whatever that power, that same energy level, I guess is fine with me. Cause I grew up canoeing and campfire parties with a guitar. It wasn't a full on band or anything. Um, so through all those things, through all that help, I found my voice and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Yeah. I really can't. I appreciate the compliments though. It, yeah. So another big takeaway from that is, uh, if you're struggling with your voice, if you're trying to figure out how you're supposed to sing, what makes you, you, and you don't quite 
fit in whatever you think you should be doing just right this second. Like, get that bravery. Go out to an open mic, the Blue Bonnet, go to JJ's Alley. Those places where there are truly experienced people, uh, songwriters, singers, and sing. Do your thing. And and then be open for if you want to really know, ask. That's enough. you know, and, yeah. and but don't be afraid of the answer. Don't. It's hard to not put your ego and let yourself get wrapped up in this fixed idea of who you are. But this it's something that if you want to improve your art, if you want to become the songwriter or singer that you want to be, like that's what you got to do, man. And uh, they'll totally. shoot you. They'll shoot you straight. I completely agree. And the number one thing that's helped me through all of this, no matter what, you just sparked this idea, but is I don't, you know, I got thick skin. I got broad shoulders. I can. Yeah, I'm the same way. You you got to have thick skin. You got to have, you got to be, you got to be bold if you're going to be brave. You're, you got to be strong because you're going to hear shit that you don't want to hear. And you just have to think of it objectively. You got to understand that. Everything that, like, you, Jared, or me, or anybody else shares any sort of advice or tips with anybody, it is coming from love of the art and, and respect and, it's, and, and, and care. You know, you're, you want to help. You want, we want to see one another succeed. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. There's a reason I haven't left Oklahoma. I had, I had full intentions of being in Oklahoma for, like, two years and then rambling around it's been five and it's because we all want each other to succeed we want to help one another succeed and that is fucking beautiful that is the like love is the most important thing in the world and fear for that matter you can't have one or the other gotta they they come with they they're they go hand deal they go hand in hand yeah and i think on the days that like the utmost fear and the utmost love have ever like met in the middle on gnarly days is, are the days that I've learned the most about who I am and what I want out of life. Yeah. I don't want much. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that wants much. But you have to take the chance. Yeah. And watch each other and help each other. Love. It's beautiful, man. It is. All right, now we've got Derek Paul, and he gives a piece of advice for songwriters that I just never think about. And But it's one of my favorite things that's ever been shared, and it's about um, songwriters listening to more hip-hop and rap because if you want poetry, if you want lyricists, if you want, like, I mean, these guys and girls that are in rap and hip-hop, the, you know, respected artists are, they are masters of rhythm and syllable and, and storytelling in a way that a lot of us are. just aren't there. Uh, And if you want inspiration and you want to learn something new, I mean, listen to rap and hip hop. And uh, nobody says it better than Derek right here. I'm going to ask you a question right now. Uh, Because it's one that has been really cool to start asking people is uh, if you had to give advice to either a, a someone who wants to write songs or somebody that doesn't know how to write songs or even like seasoned veteran songwriters, like what is something that you would want to tell them? In relation to songwriting? Yeah. Songwriting itself. Just the, I mean, 
listen to more hip hop. I think I grew up on a lot of hip hop. You know, I was coming of age when Tupac and, you know, I was post NWA, but gangster rap and East Coast, West Coast and all that. And they don't have, they're talking, so they don't have a lot of, they can't stretch a word over, you know, three or four bars. It's yeah. syllabic. It's da 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 I mean, you you really learn how to use words, or I did anyway. You know, like uh, hip hop does a lot of good stuff. And, yeah, creating and, rhythm with your words yeah. and your the stress rhyming inside the line. Syllable. Yeah, you know, you're. It's all about the words, and it's portraying or conveying an emotion without, you know, I can make this song sound sad because I'm singing in, you know, minors or, or whatever the theory is behind it with, with hip hop, you got to paint a picture just talking, you know, and yeah. essentially, um, I think that'd be one piece of advice I'd give. Cause I think a lot of songwriters blow off hip hop or rap or whatever. And it's like, I can definitely see that that's poetry. All right, now this next cut is from my interview with Marco Teo. Now, he has some words of advice for the veteran songwriters and new songwriters as well, but the, the, the words and advice he has for veteran songwriters is really important. And, man, you just never know, as a songwriter and as someone who's done it for a long time, we never know who we're talking to. When someone walks up to you, and asks you something about music that you haven't seen before, you don't know how new that person may be. And, and we need to be careful with the words that we use. Um, and we need to be kind to each other and encourage each other because you never know what you might say to someone that can make them feel like they've been shot down or shut them down. Um, or, and you know, you also have the power to lift that person up and to give them the strength to move on and believe in their own potential. Um, and then for new songwriters, man, he just says, you're going to be afraid, but that's absolutely fine. Just don't let it stop you. What's some advice that you would try to offer up to any songwriters out there, people that are just trying to do this? Okay. I was thinking about that. Um, there used to be a place in Bethany called Java 39. Mm, yeah. And there's a singer-songwriter named Catherine Fuller. And... Older than me, um, she, a middle-aged woman, probably had some kind of career in something besides music. And I heard her do a few of her own songs, and she was a little unsure on stage. And when she got off, I, I didn't realize I said this, but she said, uh, she came to me later. But I said, um, do you play out much? you go out and do this? She said, no. I said, well, you ought to. You should. You know, it's good stuff. Then I walked off and did something else. Had a cup of coffee. I didn't. I wouldn't have remembered except two years later she came up to me and said, do you remember me? And I said, well, yeah, the Java 39. And you also played a show at Herland and do this. And she said, yeah, I, uh, I have to thank you because it was, you asked me if I get out and do this stuff. And I said, no. And you said, you should. And in her eyes, I was, you know, up here as some kind of established professional and she took that to heart, and now she's doing a lot of shows, and and she's showcasing her own music. Um, so 
this is a message to the established songwriters out there or the established musicians or whatever. You never know how something you say or do is going to affect the people that are coming up or the people that look up to you. It would have been easy for me to say something flippant and slightly insulting just to get a laugh. It would have been easy for me to dismiss her out of hand. And if I did that, she might not be out there playing her own shows now. <laughs> I mean, it's... So, for you, you know, new songwriters that are wanting to get into this and you feel the need to write, um, Joe Baxter would say, you need to write, just write. Maybe get up in the morning, do 30 minutes of free writing. Um, but you cannot be, a, I mean, you can be afraid to go out and do your own songs, but you can't let that stop you. Just go out and do your own songs. Um, I got to work with a pretty famous guy in Nashville named Anson McLean. I don't know if you know who he is. Look him up. He's a great songwriter. Um, he's the, uh, I believe his band is called the Trailer Park Troubadours. Oh, nice. And uh, not to be confused with the Turnpike Troubadours, <laughs> right. Thomas Trapp's band. Uh, but um, he he got into a place where he was not writing very much. He didn't feel very inspired. And he has a dozen. I mean, he is a prolific songwriter with a great uh, narrative, a great sense of humor, can write a funny song and then a song that'll rip your heart out. He's a, he's a good songwriter and a very nice guy. And uh, he got into a place where he was, he'd plateaued. He wasn't interested in writing songs. Mm. And somebody talked to him and go into a songwriter night. Now we have those here. Java 39 had one. I went to it a few times. Um, other places do. I'm sure there are other places do. And I think the thing they do at JJ's Alley on Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, yeah, I think, the is... Yeah, Sunday night is the Seventh Day Rebellion right. crew of all the songwriters. Yeah, so they bring in, you know, maybe somebody who hasn't been up there, they mm -hmm. get up there. Um, in Nashville, it's a, it's a bigger deal because that song is built, that place is built around songwriting. Yeah. So maybe you get one or two songs... You get there at six, you sign up, and there's going to be straight songwriting music until midnight. It's just everybody's there. And he started going. He went for a few weeks, and he said that it completely re-energized him, watching these young people, and not necessarily young people, new people. Some of them were middle-aged and older than me. Right. And they would get up there and nervously try to present the story they were trying to tell. And then other people didn't really care what that guy was doing. I'm just waiting my turn. They were, they were more veterans of the songwriter's night. And he actually got a couple of good songs out of the songwriter's night. And, and uh, so I would also say to you songwriters, it's okay to be afraid. I mean, humans are wired to run on fear. That's why we run from bears. However, um, you, can, you can control that and you can uh, refuse to be animated by fear and you can get up and do your songs okay it's it's actually really interesting um marco teo shares about fear and then uh the next excerpt is from jose hernandez and he talks about fear as well and for songwriters and i find this to be true in my own path is a lot of what i do is facing my fears uh every song you write is a it's a path to self discovery and for a lot of us it's 
a path for healing. Um, and I find that to be one of the most beautiful parts of what we do. And then we get brave and we try to share that with the world because for me personally, I try to share my songs as a way of showing, I don't know, spreading some kind of hopeful message that you can make it through whatever it is. And that's uh, beautiful, a very, very cool thing. And uh, in this next excerpt, Jose talks about fear, but mostly in the realm of not being afraid of failure. And I'm a firm believer anyways in the fact that you, you can't fail unless you quit. As long as you keep getting back up, then the game's still on. So, um, But he talks about facing fear and not being afraid to try whatever it is you want to try. Write whatever you want to write. Basically say whatever you need to say. If there was any piece of advice you would give to songwriters out there, not, I mean, experienced professionals on down to people that just have an interest in it and maybe aren't, that are trying to find better ways to write for themselves. I'm, I'd say like, don't be afraid to, to fail. Like we talked about earlier, you're gonna, I mean, it's like anyone can be a musician. Anyone can be a songwriter. Everyone has a story. So don't be afraid to do that. Like it, that's if you want to do it, you know. Um, so just write whatever you feel, whatever you want to say. It could be as as simple as like a love song, or it could be as complex as as about you know life and death and dying. And so yeah, just don't be afraid. Just do it. Put put you know you'll figure it out. You know what sounds good. You know I think people normally do. That's why you have hits. Like people like oh I like that way that the way that rhythm is or the way this song feels like. You'll figure it out. So I, I just say do it. That's as simple as it is. Don't be afraid. Oh yeah. There's really, there's really no, you know, there's no form. There's a formula to write a song, but I mean, you, know, you can do that, and that's the verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But how to like actually create something out of nothing? That you just got to do. That's a human thing, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's good advice. I need to. Hell, even I need to embrace that a little more. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. You know. Just go out and, yeah, just write something I'm afraid to write. Write in a style that I haven't ever written in. Yeah. Like if you're an prof experienced professional, you should, you should try never, something different. Yeah, you should never corner yourself. I, and that's one thing that I realized with the folk and country stuff is like I'm like pigeonholing myself right now. I'm, I'm, I'm staying, I'm, I'm staying in one place and not changing, not getting better because I want to, I'm too comfortable, just like we've talked about, you know, and... I feel like as as a musician, anything's available, man. Yeah, you guys could literally be your band could literally be playing uh, rap tomorrow. You guys are you could just all of a sudden be like, man, I feel like rapping. I'm gonna throw down some 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 beats and I'm gonna see what happens. And I think that rhymed. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, you should write for a living, man. That'd be. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Wow, <laughs> that's a dream that'll never happen. Oh, no, I'm just joking. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone should be afraid. Neither should you. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the first of my three-part season finale for the end of year tips. Your continued support means the world to me. Songwriters have been reaching out as well as fans to let me know they appreciate what I'm doing with this. And I just want to say thank you to everyone to be able to travel around and share some of Oklahoma's most beautifully talented people with as many people as I can has been so amazing. The stories, the music, and the spirits of everyone have meant the absolute world to me. I hope you'll continue to listen and enjoy. We'll see you next time.